Back in the day when your parents drove in your home driveway or even forced you to grab it in the morning, you saw this document and you picked it up. It's called a newspaper. Well, today we may no longer subscribe to that document in the driveway, but we are still inundated with the news. Whether through Twitter, Facebook, or IG, the news is with us all the time. So today, Leah and I are going to be chatting about what to do with the news. What is it? Who creates and dictates the news? Why do we need it? And how does the urban woman engage the space of the news? So whether you are chilling, drinking a cup of joe or tea for all my tea drinkers, working out at the gym, coloring with the kiddos, or listening on your lunch break, keep listening because God's word has truth for your everyday life. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. Right, ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman. We're so happy that you are here listening with us on um, the podcast today, What to Do with the News. And listen, this is what we, if, if you want to bless us today, you could bless us by going um, and subscribing through iTunes or through SoundCloud. Please leave us a review and a comment or share with a friend. Also follow us on um, various um, the various social media platforms through the Urban Christian Woman um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And then you can also um, connect with us online. We're going to be flushing out um, and, and pulling out a new, I'm saying pulling out, but really it's rolling out mm-hmm. a new website um, with new content and great resources um, through the Urban Christian Woman. And so yeah, we'd love for you to just join in um, in our online community, right? So today we're going to be talking about um, what to do with the news. And I'm so happy that I get to do it with <laughs> Leah Ross because yes. Leah won't tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Leah will tell not tell story. y'all this, but <laughs> Leah is, well, was a yes. journalism major yes. and her degree is in broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. this little beautiful brain of beauties (laughs) yes so that's my background i'm not ashamed to admit it (laughs) so leah tell us really like in general words Mm -hmm. like what is the news yeah 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 so i mean we have the incredible privilege of being in an interconnected society and so we get to know we we benefit from knowing what's happening um both around us and globally Um, And so that's really important. And I think for the reason for someone like me, why I chose to even dive into studying and learning news is that information, the spread of information is beneficial for us to grow culturally, for us to grow in our knowledge and our care for one another. So, um, you know, the news ultimately is to spread information, but it's also to remind us that we're connected to each other. Right. Our stories are connected to each other. Um, our well-being is connected to each other and um, yeah that it all plays a part in 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 a society actually like flourishing and um, seeing its purpose so yeah yeah that's the news that's the news you know so here's the thing before we keep going Mm -hmm. um, is if you've listened to the podcast you guys know that we get background and then we give some biblical context through Old Testament, New Testament, 
and then we talk about God's character. This podcast is going to be a little bit different because, hey, we're talking about just like this topical thing of the news and like the whole Bible is like news nonstop. Yes. Okay, that's what it is. It's, Actually, yes. it, the gospel is called the, the good news. news. Come on now, somebody. <laughs> Come on now. Okay? Yes. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, just understanding this podcast will be a little bit different. But um, talk. we, we want to talk a yeah. little bit about who creates and dictates the mm-hmm. news. We're sort of giving some historical context yeah. to this because I think... When we've looked mm-hmm. at the news, we look at it like, oh, these people are so truthful and mm-hmm. they're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, but of yeah. course, as we know, over the past like yeah. near 10 years, like I feel the news medium yeah. has just fallen all the yeah. way and to there's, collapse. And there's lots of, there's lots of parts and pieces that have influenced that over time. Um, one, we just need to obviously deal with our brokenness as people. Like Come on we now. have agendas we have uh, motivations. Um, we have the issue of greed. We have the issue of prejudices, yeah. self-glorification, mm-hmm. all of that that plays in. So, you know, as as we, like, function in society, we need to be connected to each other. We need to know what's happening. But, yeah, we also have the reality of, like, stepping away from, okay, this is not just information that I can just take in and just claim as as the truth and the reality of the situation. We now have to use our discernment as we take in the news yeah. of, you know, what perspective is this coming from and is there truth to this and what's this and what's the other side of the story because there's always the other side of the story. There's always another side. So it, we're now in a place where, like, a lot more discernment, I mean, I that's probably always been the case, but a lot of discernment has to has to take place as we take in the news. Right. Um, but historically, you know, I think, like I said, I think that has been the case more so than just in our own quote unquote time or whatever. Uh, because if you look back at history, I mean, Chief, you were talking about just the, the shift in the reporting and in the style of journalism and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's true because I think it was like back in the early 1900s, even the concept of yellow journalism emerged and yellow journalism is basically uh, the propagation of sensationalized news. Mm. So it's not just the, this is the facts Jack, but it's basically extended headlines and things that are attention getting, attention getting salacious things that, that trigger feelings and emotions um, more so than just reporting the facts of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so as that emerged, it actually emerged as a uh, marketing strategy mm. to get people more attracted to one publication or another. They would try to one-up each other That's right. on sensationalism. Yes, and you know what? This is so good because here's what's so interesting to mm-hmm. me, Leah, is when I was actually doing some background research for this, I was like, I just Googled like, what does the Christian do with the news? Yeah. Listen to me, y'all. I found one article. Shout out to the ERLC. If you don't know what ERLC is, shout out to the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. I'm going to say it again. Dr. Russell Moore and your team, well done. Good and faithful servants. Okay? You were faithful in the area of reporting. What are Christians to do with the yeah. news? Yeah. Well, this article directly pointed to what you're talking about. This yellow, what mm-hmm. is it called? Yellow journalism. Yellow journalism, yeah. but the yellow journal- journalism is somewhat connected 
to what is called agenda setting theory. And so they, they sensationalize it. They bring all of those attention getting things. And in the midst of that, they're connected to various agenda setting practices, whether you are from one political side or another. And in the midst of not only having political sides and agendas, it also is connected to marketing and branding strategies from various companies. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you are, if you are pro-life, you're going to go in one direction. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, you are going to have uh, various companies and organizations who will buy ads Mm -hmm. from your network for that very reason mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. because you're helping drive their agenda. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. There's a target. There's almost like a target market and, and a marketing agenda behind who gets our, who gives us our news, how we get our news, what type of news we get. Um, so I think, you know, we have to remember that, and this is not out of a place of fear, but it's but we have to remember that it's not anymore just an objective scenario or situation. And I go back to talking about just discernment. Like this, what do we do with the news as Christians? Like is gonna be rooted a lot in discernment. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think how do we engage this, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 propel the conversation? Yeah. How do we how does the urban woman engage the space of the news? Mm-hmm. Often what I've seen in engaging with many of my peers, mm-hmm. um urban women is that they either go they go from one extreme to the no- yeah. another. They Tell either us about those extremes. The extreme is escapism mm-hmm. where they are hardcore like I don't even want to watch the news. I don't want to deal with the news. I just want to escape it. And I want to live in my safe, pretty, comfortable bubble where I don't actually have to do the legwork of hearing both sides and and being an informed learner, Mm -hmm. reader about culture. Or it goes to the space of this hardcore activism Mm -hmm. that turns into, what's the word that we were... um, the activism like just turns into almost like extremism where well, it drives the anxiousness about all the things, right? You know, and it drives this, this sense of, of hyper awareness that creates anxiety or an or overly burdened of having to do something about everything, Mm -hmm. every little thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. There's those extremes exist and i can say myself that i've been tempted into <laughs> both sides both sides I feel at like different I've been times tempted. yeah i feel like i've definitely been tempted yeah. both sides like i don't even want to deal with this right yeah. now i yeah. mean i'm just trying to function in my day to day yeah but i understand that i'm actually when i am not actually engaging what's mm-hmm. happening with the news leah I actually am not, one, being a good steward of the space that God has given me. Right. Um, And also, I'm not actually being a gospel-centered witness because Mm -hmm. in order to proclamate the gospel, you have to be aware of what is happening. Yeah. And especially for urban women. Yeah. I mean, you can't escape it. You can't, you have to be... Mm-hmm. aware of what's happening in cultures. Right. So, and I want to add to that, um, just like you kind of are answering why we need the news because it, it, it allows us to be in this space of, of an informed citizen and engaging with how the gospel applies to all these different topics. 
But I also think that like we need it because um, our eyes, in order for our eyes really to be on how God plans and intends to redeem all things, mm-hmm. like we need to mm-hmm. look honestly at, at, at things that are set before us. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think that is that is a huge element of it. Um, and walking away from it doesn't make it go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in fact, like we have the example of an incarnate God who came to dwell in our midst. Right. And so as we actually dwell in the midst of things that are happening around us in the news locally and nationally, we are and globally and globally, we are we are imaging that incarnation mm-hmm. that we can be in these spaces and dwell together and and know and see and then proclaim truth into those spaces mm-hmm. because we see them with eyes wide open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so from that space, I I mean you're you're yeah. hitting it right on the head. My my question is now, what mm-hmm. does that look like day to day as a woman of the city, as a woman of color? How do we engage the space when yeah. we're having conversations with girlfriends yeah. or at a happy hour or, mm-hmm. you know, um, if we're at a play date, you know, um, how do we engage this conversation of what's happening in culture and yeah. in the news? Yeah. And I love this passage of scripture um, in Ephesians chapter five. And this is really where we're going to land Um, in the context of where we turn our hearts and our minds to when it comes to this very topic of the news. Ephesians 5, 1 through 17 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, Mm -hmm. a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words Mm -hmm. for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true and try to discern what Leah was talking about and try to discern what is pleasing Mm -hmm. to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says awake O sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best 
use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is so mm, rich. It is, that. Yeah. it is so rich. It's so good because ultimately what, what Paul is encouraging the church at Ephesus, and, and I sort of want to back up a little bit because the church at Ephesus are these churches that are spread out around Ephesus and Paul is proclamating in the first like I think three chapters how they are to how they've embraced the work of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and how they are a reflection of the character in who Christ is to others as they are spread out but then he begins to go into what does it look like to daily live out this walk yeah in reflecting the character of Christ. And so that's where we find ourselves in Ephesians chapter five. What I found interesting as I was reading about this passage and just looking at some some other work around it and, and commentary and things, it was very interesting that Ephesians 5 is connected to Acts 19. Mm-hmm. And then it, it this, this part of scripture was actually written around AD 60. And y'all, can I just tell y'all what was going on around that time? Tell us what. what? It is the same stuff that's going on today. Right now. People mm-hmm. are murdering each other. Mm-hmm. There's injustice. Mm-hmm. Women were being raped. Mm-hmm. Um, there was misogyny going, it it was just out of control. Mm -hmm. It was out of control. The Roman empire was under authority and there was constant warring going back and forth. There was no peace globally. And so there was just tension on every side. And so what we see is, is that this passage literally applies to us. And here are some nuggets that we can take from it. Right off the bat, Paul is exhorting us to be imitators of God because we are no longer, if you profess, and I want to make this clear, everybody who listens to this podcast may not have made a declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord. They've turned away from their former life and they're pursuing the new life that's in Christ. Paul is making this declaration. If you are in Christ, here is your marker. You're being an imitator of God. You're being an imitator of God as his children. So that means that we no longer carry the banner of us ourselves first. We become secondary and Christ becomes primary primary. and -hmm. and the priority. Mm -hmm. And so because he does this, we are to be imitators for for. Uh, uh, we are to be imitators in a reflection mm-hmm. of him. And so all the things that lay within these next couple of verses between three and verses um, six, three verses three through six are a reflection of those who are not in Christ. Yeah. And even more, it's a reflection of who we used Were. to yeah. be. Yeah. Come yeah. on now, somebody. Yeah. We can rejoice in that very thing. Thank you, oh God. Yes. That we are not who we used not to be. Who we used to be. And thanks be to Christ that if we still struggle in those areas, we are not bound to mm-hmm. those areas. And He will daily, He can daily renew us yes. and redeem us from Bring those us places. Yes. So He gives us this exhortation of because we are to be His imitators, these are the things that we should not be reflecting. Mm-hmm. 
But what we are called to reflect, starting with verse uh, seven, is that we are to reflect being a partner with him. Yeah. We are to reflect um, walking in the light. We are to reflect um, the fruit of the light. And the fruit of the light are the things that are good, that are right, and that are true. We are to reflect a person who is discerning. And we are not discerning what best fits our agenda, what best fits our budget and our finances, what best fits our family needs in the context of his kingdom work going forth. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're reflecting what is pleasing and best according to his ways Mm -hmm. and his word. Leah, you want to jump in here because I can I can keep going, honey. I can keep going on Ephesians. No, I I think that's that's exactly what the text is telling us to do, and I and I especially want to land on just that discerning. Like we're discerning based on His Word. That's we're discerning it. based on His will. We're discerning discerning based on the life that Christ has delivered to us, given mm-hmm. to us. That's right. Which is, as you said, laying down what the old things are and taking up what the new things are. So yeah, I'm, 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 you keep going. It's all good. Yeah. I I mean, it's right there. We we have to, we have to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. The question is, how do we discern what is pleasing to the Lord? And that is what the Christian does with the news. (laughs) How do we discern what is pleasing to the Lord is the same as what do we do with the news? We're checking it back against scripture, right? We're checking it back against God's word. What does he tell us to do with these things? How does he tell us to discern with it? And I know we're, we're up here in Ephesians, but I have to um, go on, hop back to this is, this is for me. When you think about, hold up. What am I trying to say? Okay, listen up, guys. Everything that is valuable and worthy for our hearts to reflect on in comparison to how to how we relate and discern and interpret what's happening around us, if we find anchors for ourselves in mm. scripture that we can come back to time after time after time, we have a guidance for our hearts, for our souls. And so that's something that for me, myself, I have practiced regularly and the Lord is faithful to actually illuminate his word and show me those spaces and those anchors and his word comes alive Mm. and helps to anchor me in those spaces. So for me, my word anchor for what to do with the news comes from Psalm 130. Um, I'm sorry, comes from Psalm 131. Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And so that is that is for, for me and I think for all of us can be an anchor mm-hmm. of what do we do? Like, how do we discern this? How do we interpret it? Mm-hmm. How do we take it in? How do we engage mm-hmm. um, between avoiding escapism, but avoiding this hypervigilance anxiety right. side of the spectrum either? And I think Psalm 131 guides us very wisely in that, that we're not occupying ourselves incessantly or endlessly with things too great and too marvelous for ourselves because we have to understand our own limited capacity. That's right. I mean, often we talk about the character of God, that he is... Is limitless and we are limited and so as we understand our limitedness we understand that 
even as we gather information about the world around us, we are limited not only in our ability to understand it. That's right. But in our ability to do anything about it. That's right. Because if, you know, I, yes, I would love to show up at the border <laughs> and be a space of refuge and, and love for, for, um, for asylum seekers, but I can't. I'm limited in my role right now yes. <laughs> and in the, and in the roles that God has called me to. And so understanding that like there is a space where we are limited. And so we're not going to anxiously mm. um, That's good. dwell in those spaces. That's, so good. That's rich. Um, but trust that God is also in those spaces. That's and, rich. and the instruction then at the second part of the psalm is I have calmed and quieted my soul Ooh. like a weaned child with its mother. And I love that because God is God is our beloved father, but he he actually reflects both mother and father Girl. in his nature. Girl. He is a nurturer. And so I think about even as our small children come and climb up on our laps and are quieted and are calmed, mm. that we can come to our beloved father and he nurtures us and he quiets us and he calms mm. us like a weaned child is my soul within me and so I know that my soul has rest when I come even with these anxious burdens even with the reality of all the brokenness that's that we it. are taking in on that's the news it. we climb up into our father's lap and we are comforted our souls within us are comforted and then it ends with oh Israel hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore mm. and so that's the call that's the clarion call and the instruction of we can hope in the Lord. Come on, come on. What's happening right now in our world globally, what's happening in our in our city with systems mm. that are broken are not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Oh Israel, oh people of God who call themselves by the name of the Lord, mm -hmm. you hope in God mm -hmm. from this time forth and forevermore. Come on. Currently right now, and continually, because mm -hmm. he will and he promises to restore all things to the way that they should be. Mm -hmm. So I think that that as we anchor ourselves in, in how to discern, um, it. discern mm -hmm. what do we do with all this information? What do we do? How do we how do we find our instructions in our yeah. path? We anchor ourselves in the word and he and he clearly tells us. Be comforted by me. Mm. You know, don't don't tend towards anxiety. Girl. And then hope in the Lord that the ark will bend towards God's holy justice in the that's end. That's right. That's right. Girl, that's so rich. That's so rich. That is so rich. And it is, <laughs> that is the epicenter yeah. of what we do with it. Mm -hmm. And I think there, I mean, you have hit this right on the head. And this is why we're going back to mm -hmm. being in God's word, yeah. knowing God, yeah. because as you know, God, you love him more. Yeah. You love him because he comforts us. Mm -hmm. He quiets us mm -hmm. with his love. His banner over us yeah. is love and he sees it all. Yeah. He knows it all. He, he is, he is fully in control of all things. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love about God's word. And for us as women, as urban women today, we have to anchor ourselves yeah. in the word yes. of God. Yes. We yes. cannot Listen, you cannot rush mm -hmm. by it and dismiss it. Okay. I love doing this podcast. Leah loves doing this podcast, mm -hmm. but you have to anchor yourself because the weights of this world 
do weigh yes, us down. They absolutely It's do. a part of Genesis 3 in the fall. Yeah. And this is what is so good. This is why we go back to understanding the whole story mm-hmm. of the Bible. Because it's creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Yep. You can see it play over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And God will eventually, when he returns for his bride, will restore all things. Yes. All things. Yes. And so we can be encouraged in this. This is why we need to not only be aware of what's going on in the mm-hmm. news. And Leah, you talked about this too, which is in the midst of this, you can lament about yeah. that. Yeah. You can lament yeah. about the things that you see. You do not have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You do not have to be a vigilante mm-hmm. towards the justice of it, but you can lament, be fully aware of it, lament, yeah. your heart breaks for it, and then you turn that lamenting out to, yes. you turn it right back up. Take it to the cross. Take it to the Lord. Yes. Take it to the Lord. Yes. Take it to the Lord because he is our hope. Yes. He yes. is our hope. Yes. And in the midst of him being our hope, then we begin, then we will be able to have an exchange mm-hmm. for those who we are called to be witnesses to. Yeah. Come on now, somebody, because we're not just taking this stuff and then bottling it up right. and living in our house. No, we're called according to Matthew 28, 19 through 20 mm-hmm. to go therefore into all nations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Telling them about the good news of the Jesus, good news. the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I, in the end part of Ephesians five, it, it, I, I believe it's in verse 11, mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14, 15, okay, 16 and 17, (laughs) it tells us that we then, once we exchange the hope of glory for this trans, for the transaction of the hope that he provides to us, we go back out and we tell people and we expose them to truth. Yeah. We expose them to the truth and the hope. We expose them to the truth of a fallen world. We expose them to the truth of a God who redeemed them through his perfect sacrifice, blood-bought child coming down in human form, and his name is Jesus, and he desires to restore Mm -hmm. them to himself. And all of these things are pointing to him wanting to be in personal fellowship. So we expose the brokenness of the news. We expose the joys of the news. Mm -hmm. We expose the the ins and outs of all of these things that are happening uh, culturally, uh, nationally, Mm -hmm. globally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that it points to the light. And that it can become visible. Who's becoming visible? Christ is. God is. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, in verse 14, it says, you're able to charge those Mm -hmm. to awake. Mm -hmm. To arise from the dead. To arise from the dead. So that Christ may shine on them. will shine. Yes, absolutely. And that is ultimately like to to see the truth being spoken, yes. bringing people from death to life because the light of Christ. That that is that is that is an anchor as well. That's an anchor for us. Mm. So yeah, as we walk in that, then and even in the next verse, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time. So we're walking in this. We're walking in the value of speaking, proclaiming light and truth, so yep. that the dead 
may see the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And knowing that the days are near, we don't, we don't know yeah. the day or the time, yeah. but what that speaks of in redeeming the time is the fact that we don't know it. So make, make every moment count. Yeah. When we engage in the day-to-day yeah. movings and goings of our life. And making and making the best use of the time too, knowing that our days are numbered, are reali- realizing as well that, you know, as we talked about in the end, like God is going to fulfill his purposes. He's going to fulfill his justice. So we should live and walk and take in the news as if God's justice is near. As if it's Girl, not some say far that again. off thing. Say that one more time. When we take in the news, knowing, like understanding our days, understanding, making the best use of our time, then we understand that ultimately that means that if God's timing is near, then then we live and we walk and we, we proclaim <laughs> as if God's justice is near. Mm. Not some far off thing, mm. but as if his justice is near. And how, how do we act? When we believe that God's justice is near, Come on. right? It, it emboldens us to speak the truth. It emboldens us to love, to love those that are in the margin. It emboldens us to, to walk faithfully yeah. and to proclaim the good news of yep. Jesus Christ, yep. bringing light, bringing the light of Christ to those who are dead. Mm-hmm. And, and that right wraps it all up. It wraps <laughs> yeah. it all up in, in just the hope of Christ being the anchor for us and the reality that God's justice is near and not far That's being right. the anchor of how we even take in and discern the news. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. So Leah, will you close us out mm-hmm. um, and pray for us that mm-hmm. we would, that we would walk, that we would live, that we would have a, an eagerness. Yeah. towards God's justice and his return. Yes. Yes, Father, we are so ultimately grateful that you have given us the gospel, which is the good news for our souls, that we are not left as souls that are dead and without hope, but that you have given us the light of Christ that shines on our hearts and brings life into dead places. We thank you, God, that even as our eyes were We're opened to knowing good and evil as a part of the fall, God. You did not leave us there, but from the very beginning, your plan was a plan of restoration, that you would bring goodness into dark spaces. Mm -hmm. And so we trust you, God, that as we look whole um, eyes wide open at the news around us locally and globally, God, that we would look at it in a way of of believing and hoping and hanging our hope on your restoration, God, Mm -hmm. knowing that it is not far off, but that it is near and you'll proclaim to us that it is near and we hope in that God Mm -hmm. and so help our hearts God our souls to find rest in that you will not delay that your timing is good God that nothing is outside of your hand as as we um as we see just the brokenness even in the world around us as we see injustices as we as we struggle to discern what is true and not true even around us in the news God believing and trusting and walking in that you hold it all in your hand and that you've entrusted us to walk out goodness that you've entrusted us to walk out um these these fruits that are that are part of our lives when the holy spirit is in us god entrusting us with that god we give it back to you we thank you lord that you called us to um a a faithful lament Mm -hmm. but that that does not dead end but that we lay it at your feet and that you take it god you comfort us, God. Yes, you Lord. lead us, God. You, you show us Lord. truth. You illuminate.
illuminate your truth. Thank you, Lord. Inspire us, God, to cling to your word so that your truth is illuminated day by day and that we would take these things and faithfully, diligently walk with them for the days that you've given us, God. You are worthy of all these things and we and we continue just to look to you for our hope yes, and for Lord. the restoration of the world around yes, us. Lord. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies.